Welcome to I'm From the Internet, a podcast about somethingawful.com, the goons, and their consequences. I'm Winslow Dumain, a comedian and illustrator out of Chicago, and I'm here with Jay Brandstetter, an internet historian. Jay, how you been? It's been fantastic. This week has been, this is kind of one of the big stories, and it's going to be a really fun one to share, because I don't know, I don't think it's super well known outside of the forums, but I think it should be, because it's a very interesting story with a surprisingly big scale. Yeah, we had a we had a lot of a response to the uh, cum bunny episode, so uh, it's it's been good, kind of getting deeper and deeper into the into the lore, and you can kind of see the the, the superstructure that establishes so much of the uh, the pop culture understanding of the website. So it's been a lot of fun, um, but we're not alone today. We have a podcast extraordinaire and. Uh, one of the the great minds behind duckfeed.tv we have cole ross with us cole how are you doing i'm doing great thank you so much for having me on it's it's very nice to have cole here very on brand because duckfeed is is a homegrown something awful podcast network you and uh you and your co-host and co-founder gary butterfield you both met on the forums right we did in a podcasting workshop uh mega thread uh, we listened to each other's stuff and we just liked it. And at one point we said, I, I, I messaged him and I was like, Hey, do you want to do like a retro games show? Cause we knew that both knew we had that in common. And then that just kind of uh snowballed that. That was coming up on uh 12 and a half years ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. 11 and a half years ago, something like that. Okay. So here's, here's a question that, uh, you know, I, I think you might have a perfect answer for Somebody asked me recently, what game, uh, would I want to see remastered or given a sequel? And I, I'm kind of spoiled right now because for me, it would be Silent Hill too, uh, mm-hmm. probably. You know, getting getting a, a, some sort of new treatment or getting any kind of new content, and we have like five games coming out for that. Yeah, uh, Stalker Two is like such an incredible thing for me. Uh, that's gonna be a thing. And also Space Marine too. Like, there's a ton of amazing stuff coming out right now. But for you, uh, what's what's a game that's coming out, or what's a game that you think uh, deserves a second look, a refresh, a remaster? You know, I, I, <laughs> I don't think about that very much. I'm not really looking for uh, uh, re- remasters too 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 often, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't actually think I can answer that question. Oh, how about this, Kingsfield? Let's say Kingsfield. Okay. Yeah, go back to. Uh, I mean, I would even just take a uh, any like a like a new game that is just from soft, going back to first person. Uh, you know, RPG action kind of uh, kind of deal. Uh, it's similar to Dark Souls, but different enough that uh, it has its own identity. Yeah, let's say Kingsfield. Yeah, yeah, that 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 one seems very interesting. I've seen a lot of the Iron Pineapple stuff about that uh, going into all the weird weird details of uh that that unite all of the FromSoft games so that's pretty cool yeah yeah, I, yeah. And I didn't think about this beforehand but um but cole and winslow you also have a bit of crossover because winslow runs uh, the the mayor of silent hill account on twitter which account. is relatively popular yes and also he does like a lot of silent hill stuff and, uh, and cole does a he- does hex crank which is about like survival horror stuff and he streams it and mm-hmm. he's very knowledgeable oh. about them so kind of like a cool shared interest that we have going on here yeah, yeah. oh well uh, to to seamlessly transition into a shameless self plug, um, I did have the first two, let's call it two, playtests of my forthcoming card game. So that's been that's been a bucket of fun. So I've made a lot of 
lot of updates to it and a lot of changes after the first few playthroughs. But I'm very excited to say that, like, I designed it over the past few years, just, like, writing spreadsheets of how the card game would work. I kind of conceptualized it in my head and then printed it out, cut it up, and we sat down and played. And the game works. Like, it's it's all the way through the game works, uh, I mean, like, on the major mechanic side. Mm-hmm. And now all I really need to do is... Uh, is just like make edits to it and, and swap some things around and kind of continue to tweak it for the next while. And yeah, it, it's just, uh, it, it seems both very, very big and very, very small what's going on with this thing right now. But yeah, I, that's a big step. It survived the first encounter with, uh, unfamiliar people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Jay, uh, what do you have for us today? Speaking of survival encounters with uh, unfamiliar people, um, I guess, you know, the world recently, it's been, things have been pretty crazy for a while. Things have been very overwhelming. Sometimes I think about getting away from it all. Have you ever thought about maybe, you know, even for people like us who are relatively kind of plugged in and online, like sometimes the appeal of just, you know, just return to monkey, just abandon everything and go out and live out in the wilderness. You ever think about that sometimes? I, I, I think that it's a very lovely idea, but I have read, God, what's that book? Into the Wild. Where that like young idiot goes out there and, and dies a very inglorious death, and but we're all supposed to think it's very poetic. Um, I just I'm too much of a social creature. Like I'm a stand up comedian. What am I supposed to be doing out in the woods? You know. <laughs> I know myself too well to believe that I would thrive at all. I wouldn't go as far as go back to monkey. I think a lot of my problems with uh, being part of society ultimately come down to they could be solved by just a little bit more self control and willpower. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah so i'll try that first before i go out into the woods but i understand notionally the idea of uh uh trying to tr- trying to start a new someplace without uh the pressures of other people great because there's actually uh something awful forums have multiple instances of that happening i just find the idea of utopian societies and people like trying to restart things over and how they inevitably collapse to be very interesting and something awful has a couple of their own little homegrown communities over time and today we're going to be talking about my favorite one of them which is samadhi village which is uh i guess i don't want to spoil too much but basically sure enough it's about what happens when a guy who spends a lot of money just decides to go i'm tired of society i'm tired of people i want to tap out of the rat race and i want to go live out in nature and become one with the wilderness and that, that then things start to go horribly wrong see it it worked for uh the primitive technology guy he did it pretty well i'm glad you mentioned that because i am gonna i do mention some of that at some point this is just kind of tying in with our other previous something awful stuff just to start off this this was posted in the diy forum okay this is where this all takes place this was in the diy forum the place you would go to maybe be like hey what type of airbrush should i get for my models or whatever the place where you'd go to be like hey i'm thinking about renovating my bathroom so that uh, women will be more find it more interesting how should i uh, do that like that's an actual <laughs> one did okay <laughs> I imagine you're mentioning that because that's a real thread. What did people say to make, how do you make a bathroom more interesting for women? Uh, (laughs) You you turn into a doom level. apparently. (laughs) Because mine, my bathroom is actually just a giant Nganga that you all just shit piss into like this vast cauldron of evil so that we can summit the spirit of our ancestors. So far, women have been thrilled by it. Uh, Step one in making a bathroom more appealing to a woman is to uh, remove the tub and then saw directly into an engineer beam 
that is structurally necessary <laughs> for the uh, house to stand up. Yeah. Uh, oh God. Yeah. And then step two <laughs> is, is spending ten thousand dollars to hire a contractor to fix your mistake instead of just paying them in the first. It's such a good story. <laughs> so so this guy goes to DIY and it's and that's the place where it's like, hey, how do I rebuild my carburetor? Not how do I rebuild society? Yeah. Basically, like this is where you go to ask for advice for stuff. It's seemingly when you are doing something like this, you would hopefully have a better plan before you until before you've bought the uh the land he so he Here. bought the land so is, is this distinct from goon island the samadhi village <laughs> i think might be uh goon island it, okay. it was on hawaii okay i just I, I i i again they're they they they've tried a bunch of these and just i in, in my head goon island they actually like it was a plan to buy it, but they actually it never went through. So okay, this is maybe that's a different one. Maybe land. maybe I'm okay. thinking of one of the planning communities. Yeah, there have been multiple. There have been planned ones that never even made it past the planning stage. So, like I said, the fact that duck feed has been going on for so long and is so successful, it really is like the exception that proves the rule when it comes to goon projects. <laughs> so the fact that this actually had an impact in the real world. It, this Im- immediately gets a lot more potential for tragedy. So I'm off the map here. <laughs> yeah. And I assume it's actually one of the reasons why you're perfect for this episode, because as, since you have experience running a large community with duck feed, obviously oh, like, no. you're someone who will have a, you'll, you'll be able to like, give us some of that insight on how they're messing up here. When I'm, when I'm trying to put together a society, what I want is to select from the people who very much do not want to be a part of a society. That is the cream that skims right off the top there. Give me your cantankerous weirdos who don't want to contribute to anything, please. <laughs> All right, great. Here, so I have my screen share up, and I'll just make sure everyone could see it, because that's the screen that we're going to be reading off of when we go through it. So make it your primary one. Uh, oh, the gas. <laughs> that's only for the first page or two before I was okay. able to get it turned off. But yeah, the classic gas chamber overlay, I think, does add a little patina to this opening <laughs> post. So God, we're deep in it. Yeah. So I'm going to read uh, Socratic Moron is the original poster in this. They're the per- so I'm going to read their posts for this, but they posted in the DIY subform a thread called From Dense Rainforest to Retreat Center, a Near Overwhelming Project. So at least they're being honest with themselves there, but they go in there and they open okay, as Socratic Moron. Oh God, what have I done? I'm either 98% excited and 2% overwhelmed or 2% excited and 98% overwhelmed. I recently purchased 100 acres of incredibly dense rainforest on this big island of Hawaii. My intent is to build a home and retreat center over the coming years with a focus on permaculture, regeneration, and building all kinds of badass stuff. I want to get to a point where the land is almost completely sustainable in the way of food via raised fish, chickens, fruit trees, gardens, etc. I want to build a permanent uh, permaculture here. I want this to be self-sustaining. First step, rip out everything that's already there. (laughs) Yeah, I I also love the idea that he's just going to go down to the Home Depot and be like, I need like hammers and nails, but also where do you keep your badass stuff? And it's like there's just an, an aisle of just like wakeboards and Jinko jeans and slipknot shirts and shit. And it's like, all right, this is kind of tight. That's not and, even an right, exaggeration, can, really. Of what do we do we find out uh I have, there there's some word for it, but um what the, they're not a native Hawaiian person, right? They just bought this rainforest and they're just moving there. I can't remember what the word is that Hawaiians have for um, non-native people coming in, but 
Yeah, there's no, no this, way. This is this is an incredibly white person who is like coming yeah. in from from the mainland. Yeah, it's just like you you would never see like you know a Sioux Native American be like, "Hi, hey, this got some of my ancestral land. I was thinking of building a landfill." Like, no, guys, <laughs> god damn it, that's not how it's gonna work. Oh no. Yeah, and also a hundred acres of re- dense rainforest in Hawaii, like. They don't say how much they spent on this. I don't think some goons and fired to the napkin math. That is like a million dollar purchase. Like that is a big purchase of land. I just love how much and or, or rather how often this kind of thing comes up where it's just a person who's just like, hey, uh, I was thinking, you know, I'm just like, I got this three day weekend coming up. I was thinking of starting a society. <laughs> you know? like, I'm of founding a civilization. You know, um, I've got a backpack. You know, like, <laughs> oh, geez, we're one paragraph in and I'm already thrilled. Oh, man. oh gosh, yes. So continuing with Socratic Moron, the next paragraph. The first year will mostly be exploration of the land by cutting trails, getting to know the land by observing and measuring its nuances and detail, self-education and planning. I may put up some temporary structures such as a yurt during this time. Year two should see the first permanent structure, such as a home, solar power, maybe micro hydropower, ponds, yoga studio, etc., begin construction. Okay, hold on. Year two <laughs> is when he builds a home. And also hydropower and of course a yoga studio. <laughs> All right, so we're going to, you know, year one, we're just going to put our paths in. Year two, I'm going to finally find a place to sleep, do some sleeping, and then I'm going to put in a GameStop. Like, <laughs> he's, he's playing Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs backwards to see if he can find hidden messages. <laughs> he's trying to speed run it by running it. Yeah. yeah, Maslow's Hierarchy, uh, what is it, Maslow's Funnel of Frivolty. <laughs> state i thought of that immediately we did not have to like cut 20 minutes of me thinking of how to word that joke out <laughs> yeah no, see, this is this is how the people who make a living selling bumper stickers and t-shirts with their slogans on it that's this yeah. that's the level they operate at compared to, to us yeah it's so oh, good. banging on all cylinders over here quick, quick. yeah no he, yes. he he plans his hawaii commune the way that i would like build a theme park and roller coaster tycoon when i was a kid and i would just turn on cheats and not care about anything Absolutely. <laughs> like, who needs bathrooms? We're going to build a, a geothermal center. Just, oh, I'm, right off I'm the really bat. surprised that he only went to year two. Like, year three, nuclear, and year four is the space program. So, <laughs> you know, he's going to go pretty fucking fast. He's got to make sure Gandhi doesn't get super. Oh, wait, we're not talking about <laughs> Super 5. <laughs> yeah. Hawaii has seen a significant amount of highly invasive species take over. My desire. Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> Such as myself, yes. That's number one, white people. Number two. (laughs) My desire is to return the land to as much of a natural habitat as possible. If I can do everything I want without cutting down a single native tree, that would be badass. I have a lot to learn about everything from native plants to permaculture to construction. And God knows what else and am going to need a lot of help. He's going to need a lot of help with his uh, his proofreading. Oh, geez. Let's get to know the land, shall we? So... (laughs) Sorry about stumbling on that one there, but so now he's, this is when he starts to break down the actual land. Like, we're going to get to know this because this is the setting for all of this episode. And for the people who can't see this document, uh, he has included a satellite picture of his land, and that is uh, 
It is a brown square. <laughs> so in your mind, picture a brown square. Now imagine that for 100 acres and you're good. This is a screenshot of an empty Sim City map. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. This is uh this is somebody who's like one tile into Neo Scavenger and has no idea what to do. <laughs> uh, that's my I think it was my second reference to a, a very niche indie game already. So. Yeah, I love that Neo Scavenger is a running gag on here, and also that I've never played it, so I don't get any reference. Oh, it's it's so it. good. Now I'm interested. It's so in, fucking hard. Now I'm interested in Neo Scavenger. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Put that on your list. It's <laughs> worth it. All right. The acreage is on the east side of the Big Island, about 25 minutes south of Hilo, and about 30 minutes from the nearest beach. If there wasn't big-ass trees in the way, I could sit and watch the world's most active volcano spew forth. The elevation is around 2,000 feet, and we receive over 200 inches of rain a year. So oh, That's so much rain. That is so, so much 200 rain. inches of rain a year, visible view of an active volcano. <laughs> Take your bets right now on how much malaria takes apart in this person's life malaria or just mosquitoes in general because 200 inches of rainy here is, is kind of a frightening amount i think we it's had just, our games wrong this isn't sim city this is evil genius they're building a volcano yes. lair <laughs> the above image is the google satellite view of my land which is that square uh, postmark we mentioned earlier on the north side is a very rough county road that is not maintained. That squiggly line running through the land, I have no idea what that is. I, I've only seen about half acre of the land because it is so exhausting cutting through the dense rainforest. So he bought this land without even actually seeing it. Even better. Oh, God. Wait, one half acre? So he's only seen a half of a percent of this thing that he, this pig in a poke that he bought. Yeah, he's like, well, yeah, he's oh, just like, it's too, it's too hard to explore all this. I'm just going to take oh. it. Oh, Dude, what if he gets there and there's like a whole platoon of like Japanese soldiers who don't know that the war is over? <laughs> There's a whole bunch of holdouts. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow is so cheap. also Confederate soldiers that are like, same war, I don't care, war's a war. <laughs> We're both fighting America. He <laughs> should have known better than to buy than than, than oh, to buy God. lost cause. Oh, dude. <laughs> One of the downsides with this one is that a lot of the pictures from it are missing. Like, all the YouTube links are dead now. A lot of link rot. But there are some pictures, thankfully, here at the beginning. You could see from the pictures, yeah, it just it looks like undeveloped rainforest. It's just like... Oh, God. Just trees and ferns everywhere. Are there ticks in Hawaii? I'm Googling that right now. Only two ticks in Hawaii, but... Yeah, all right, so there are ticks in Hawaii. Do, do they know each other? <laughs> <laughs> they each have mortal enemies. Each one has their own yeah. island. Yeah, well, there's the, the tick, and then uh, there's an actual bug. Oh. Not the superhero. <laughs> yeah. There's the that Patrick Warburton one, and then there's the, uh, yeah. the other one with the blank mm -hmm. check. Exactly. <laughs> I shit you not, that vegetation comes up to my shoulders, and I'm over six feet tall. The land slopes from west to east with a drop of about 100 feet. With that much load over 200 feet of rain per year, I'm thinking I may be able to do something with micro-hydro for electricity generation. A view of the yeah, slope totally of the land is. is seen from the road on the north view. So, again, with the power generation. So, ladies, keep this in mind. This man is independently wealthy, owns land, and is over six feet tall. <laughs> so, next time you're, you're describing your ideal man, keep in mind that he also might be doing this. <laughs> Maybe just look for a guy who, I don't know, has a tarot deck <laughs> and is maybe 5'11 and a half. I'll give you that.
<laughs> try, try and find the guy who has uh uh you know if, if he owns property uh check and make sure that it's hooked up to utilities <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly it, it's like they're too stupid to be libertarians <laughs> and they're somehow you know they're not even good at libertarianism. I don't know. It's like, it's like, they, want, it's like they want to be libertarians, but they're straight edge. So they're like, ah, oh, the legal drugs. Sorry, man. That's a, right, too yeah. far from me. It's, it's really weird because usually these start out as like with some kind of ideology. Like there's that permaculture thing, but like, it doesn't feel like this is, this is somebody who is motivated by anything higher than wanting. <laughs> I was about to say wanting adventure. That's a little bit too like, uh, like positive of a way to say this right and you're scrolling through these photos here and there's just something about using flash when it's clearly already daylight out that absolutely makes it seem like i have to find a predator in this image or i'm about to see photos of the last time somebody saw like a young woman hiking you know what i mean like yeah this is 2009 so these are a very specific type of shitty quality oh yeah Oh, uh, there's like I one of my favorite things in the world is trying to identify <laughs> elements of things that are not intended to be extremely funny, but they're very funny to me or like little things that can be tweaked to make a great horror experience. And right now, this has all the settings of a very interesting horror story, just like the flash photos, the vast amount of land, the total unknown nature of it all. This could be a very good horror story. Yeah, this, this, <laughs> this could be like Tucker and Dale goes Hawaiian or something. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, about the ideology, I will say, keep that in mind, the fact that we're talking about that this guy seems like he has a very charmed life and he doesn't seem to have much of an ideology, because who he is is going to come up at the end in a very interesting way. So just I like to bury my little bit of foreshadowing at the beginning there. So to continue with, with, with his post, he goes, I'm heading back to the land tomorrow and most days from here out to explore and begin cutting trails. I'd love to hear any ideas, thoughts, suggestions, etc. from you guys as I go along. Literally just, I like, as I'm going along, just tell me what to do. Just openly soliciting advice. Mm-hmm. Here we are. It's April 23rd, 2009 is when they posted. He posted it at 1248 in the morning, huh. which I guess it's Hawaii. So their time's different. Yeah, that's reasonable. So now the goons start to replying to it. If, um, if one of you would like each to do one of those. Slung Blade says, If you offer some free camping and maybe rent some porta toilets or something, I'm sure you'll have all the free labor you can handle from vacationing goons. I'd come for a couple weeks if I could stay on the land and work with you. Chopping down trees, erecting structures, hauling logs out of the bush. Fuck yeah, that'd be awesome. Prince Reggie K says, um, chiming in with, I'd do cheap labor for food money and place to live slash camp and possibly party with some goons in my off time. They think this is going to be Swiss Family Robinson. They're going to be monkey butlers. Oh, yeah. yeah this is going to be a mess. reaction is everyone's like, oh, man, I got to get me a piece of this. I'm going to go out in there. I'm going to go out in there. They're like, it's 2009. They're like, this is Obama's America. I got to leave. They were still yeah. in the part when people were still trying. Well, they to have to go back to Hawaii to find his birth certificate. So <laughs> it's got to be in there somewhere. It's got to be in the volcano. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So people are asking Socratic Moron about the the work there. He's takes. He's obviously interested. So he goes. Um, anyway, I would absolutely provide food and housing for anyone interested in coming to work the land, hang out, and have an awesome time. Keep in mind that working in this jungle is hard work, but I'm loving every minute of it. I want to be more established before I post a GBS, as I'd hate to have to turn people away because I'm not prepared. <laughs> <So> for- <laughs> 
<laughs> he's oh, not man. quite ready to post about it in GBS. To me, it's going to be sky high, guys. <laughs> you, you, get, you can get it on the ground floor right now. Oh, I like. <laughs> I, it's like it's not ready for Craigslist kind of thing. Like it's 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 not ready for the literal worst possible place for it to be. So I'm saving it for you, mind you. We're reading all of this through a filter because this thread got put into the comedy gas chamber. So good God. Yeah. The, the lack the lack of self awareness here is is just choice. The, ah, like, oh, uh, being afraid that oh, too many people are going to want to come here, as opposed to being afraid that people are going to just stunt on you twenty four seven until this I, is I all just, you're remembered for. This guy has like I, aced every job, every job interview he's ever had. I'm so jealous of him. I just love the idea that he's just going to be out here just scraping by. Have you guys played uh, uh, the forest at all? I haven't, but I'm aware of it. Oh, yeah, you crash land in the woods and you're just fighting Lovecraftian monsters, and that's exactly what I have in my mind here. <laughs> just out there, just punching palm trees. <laughs> Why isn't this Yes, working? exactly. Yeah, who knows? Maybe the real monster is man mm-hmm. along. Just a little foreshadowing. Oh, so, okay. Oh, uh, well, yeah. So, to continue, there is an additional 130 acres of land connected to my land that nobody lives on, so you'd have 230 acres of hunting grounds. <laughs> <laughs> like just you can go trespass. No one lives over there. I, I imagine that they think that hunting is like you shoot the wild animal and then it, there's like a puff of smoke and then there's just like sausages on the ground. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like each one restores ten health. Like I, I hey, maybe some of these guys have hunted in the past, but right now I think that they they have a very different idea of what they would actually be getting into. And like wild animals are not easy to like clean and and process out to actually get the meat out of the animal. You're not there's not going to be like saran wrapped trays of styrofoam, you know, meat on the ground. So and that's a time sensitive process and also right. you know carrying a dead uh boar uh, you know, yeah. back uh, possibly through many, many miles. The forest <laughs> that was so thick you couldn't walk through it to survey the land you bought. Like, yeah. see, this is why they have to hook up with Morte and get his cart <laughs> and just pull the, the boar in the cart the whole way. Plus, he has nuts. <laughs> so, and and seventeen liters of water. Fuck, dude, Morte should have gone to this place. He shouldn't have walked across America. No. Also, speaking of, of animals, uh, keep in mind that the boar here aren't little piggies. These fuckers have big tusks and an attitude to go with it. I've seen the damage they do to the hunting dogs, and it isn't pretty. Spears mean you're going to potentially get hurt. I'm not going to say no. I just want you to know what you're getting into beforehand. So, Also, when you come here, there are deadly feral hogs running wild. Hold on. At what point in time did we start talking about using spears? Like, they, they talked about hunting, but... Why are they using spears? <laughs> I think maybe he's referring to their tusks or something. Like maybe he's saying that the pigs have spears and that's why they're dangerous. But if I saw this on like an indeed, I'd be like, nah, next. I wouldn't. But this guy's asking people to move out there. Yeah, I think uh, there's definitely like an occupational hazard of uh, wild boars. <sighs> it just yeah, no, just sign me up. I'll buy my ticket right now to to. To boar camp. You know, we've had this podcast for like less than 10 episodes, I think. And we've had two of them 
where uh, men were worried about being gored by boars. Because <laughs> that was the same thing in Morte's story, too. It's a, it's a real problem. <laughs> I know. It, it's like that, that Don Mulaney joke about worrying about quicksand. It's like, no, you shouldn't worry about quicksand. Boars statistically will fuck you up way more than quicksand. I just If he is talking about hunting boars with spears... You know, I'm just thinking of the stereotypical goon circa 2009, you know, like, right, that was right, 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 right around the time I was like most active and, you know, picture myself, uh, just dropped the, the forest style into this plot of land with a spear. I'd, I'd, I'd be dead. It just, who is he imagining? What image does he have of these people? And also these people who say we're going to party, uh, what kind of party are they imagining? Just a rhetorical question. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I'm just, I get the idea that some of these guys, well, at this point in time, were they making a lot of money on the internet kind of thing? Or like, or what, what's the average income or tax bracket do you think for like goons at this time? Hmm. Because like being terminally online either means you're making absolutely no money or you're actually kind of making some money. Cause this is around like some of the big dot com uh, uh, boosts, you know, before the bubble burst. I will say to give a peek ahead, that is kind of where this guy's coming from. That's this guy does have money from a previous, uh, you know, web venture that got bought out. So he's still like a young guy who got rich early. The other people in this that we're going to see are mostly at college students, like recent college grads. Because you have to remember, two thousand nine. This is right at the beginning of the Great Recession when it was like in full swing. So it's actually I'm glad we thought that we mentioned that because that is something to think about this going into it as well. Where if it's like, yeah, you know. I don't have any job prospects right now. The economy is a really bad place. Why not just, you know, spend six months on this island doing, you know, finding myself or whatever. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I, I could just, uh, I could join the Peace Corps or I could, uh, go, I could go and attend the Peace Corps that mom says we have at home. <laughs> <laughs> So, so he, he posted another update about his first day on there. So what I learned today, one, I am not properly equipped for the rain. <laughs> you could have just left those last three words off there, buddy. Yeah, I need rubber boots. My tennis shoes are now shot and a large oh brim hat. God. So the rain is literally, I lived to a place with 200 inches of rain a year. I, I forgot my, my boots. I forgot my little rubber. Yeah, stomach. my Nikes got flooded right away. <laughs> Mom, you need to come pick me up. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. This lesson this is amazing. Um, okay. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. It's your paragraph. Go nuts. Okay. <laughs> okay. In addition, the machete flew out of my hand once because it was so slippery. I need some gloves or something so that doesn't happen again. <laughs> In the jungle. As someone, as someone who has been cut by a flying machete, <laughs> absolutely you should be wearing gloves. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, even if it's nice out, you I, fucking... They're gardening gloves. I use gardening gloves and I'm just planting herbs, man. 
Oh God. The also, uh, fuck it. Just keep reading. Cause this I'm, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, yeah. I that this guy thought tennis shoes would be enough. Oh yeah. That's fucking insane. I went like, I went to Chernobyl, but I did that shit in like combat boots. And then I threw them away cause they were radioactive. Yeah. Like, I, come on. Tennis shoes aren't going to cut it. Oh, all right. Number two, the sharper the machete, the better. I need to sharpen it every day before I start. I could tell there were dull points on the blade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. You have to sharpen knives. Yeah. Three, lopers are going to come in extremely handy. A lot of the growth will be best served being cut off by them. Four, this is when it gets so... The grounds of the trails is going to need significant improvements in order to be walkable by people once the trails are blazed. As of right now, the ground is uneven, muddy, water pools in a few places, and there's a lot of fallen trees that will need to be removed. I'm thinking some sort of covered walkway in places might be a good idea. We'll have to ponder the positives and negatives of that. Okay, yeah. No, you should also try to put in a, a, a monorail. Um, but I guess you just need to figure out where you want to put the helipad, you know? <laughs> Come on, dude. He bought a hundred acre swamp. <laughs> he bought yeah, I mean like I love that like he's he's talking about making a covered walkway when his problem right now is that the dirt path isn't good enough. Yeah. So it's like Yeah, man. Good luck. Yeah. It's just the last one on the list here. I need some sort of tool belt. I'm carrying a backpack with first aid supplies and such, but a tool belt would come in very handy. I'm it truly like have they done zero research? Yeah, like the tennis shoes. He really does feel like he just like got dropped off after high school, and it's just like, oh, I'm gonna need to bring. I need my tools. I'm, I mean, a lot of this could have been avoided if it was legal to buy books about a thing you plan to do before you spend a lot of money on it. Yeah, fucking Obama, <laughs> dude. And also, there's a, this picture here. One of the things he finds too is also that people are using the land as a dump. So there's all these like abandoned cars and tires and refrigerators and stuff all over his land. He got awesome. like the most cartoonishly bad land possible. Yeah, I mean this this. But to be fair, the picture that I'm looking at right now could either be in his land or it could just be literally anywhere in Nebraska. So oh yeah, just just rotting steel and uh, and. Patchy scrub grass. That's that's my home. Yeah, you're a rust belt kid. Yours like doesn't look yeah. like anything to me. All right, Slung Blade says, "Keep all those cars. We can recycle the metal. I might be able to make some decent tools with the steel you find in them, using charcoal from the forest and the engine blocks as a makeshift anvil." Uh, and Don't read that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to read that next part. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, this is this is is the 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 main problem of people who know things. If you know enough about like Victorian England, that makes it so you will hate every TV show about Victorian England, right? Because you're like, oh, they wouldn't wear that, they wouldn't say that, you know, like it just kind of spoils the fun for you, right? And so uh, it's kind of the same thing when you have you know the 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 guy that bought this land who is talking about hunting boars with spears and doing caveman shit. And then the people that are like the most excited to come over there are already in the iron age. You know, they're already (laughs) talking about forging and like melting steel and using anvils and doing Mad Max shit. But that's just not, they're not, they're not within the same, you know, age of human existence. You know, they're tens of thousands of years apart. It's like uh, it, it's it's like guys who go to Renaissance fairs dressed up as Star Trek characters. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. He's trying to do a Flint punk thing and they're doing diesel punk. And he's like, no, no, you guys have this place next weekend. It's been a horrible mix up. <laughs> we need to get our punks coordinated. If, if he just clear cut that entire place through some Porta Johns in there and he could put up a fire festival in, in a month, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of Socratic moron at the beginning, but he, he, he's such an interesting figure in this. So we're still April 23rd. So now he's like, this is him negotiating the terms for volunteers to come down to to Goon Island, to Samadhi Village. He goes, The first two people who are willing to come help will be paid $500 per month at the rate of $125 per week. I've read a lot of books about, like, how to be homeless, you know, or, like, how to live off the land and how to just, like, do severely broke shit. You might be able to live in a city at that much money, but you're not going to be able to live off the land for that much. Starting from nothing. No. What, what, what's his rationale? So, like, if if the idea is like, oh, hey, you're getting room and board, you know, I but could, you're not. You're getting <laughs> place and stars. You know, you're not getting room and board. You're getting the things that room and board was meant to protect you from: um, <laughs> rain and bores. <laughs> rain and bores. <laughs> yeah. So B. Food or a food stipend will be provided. So at least he's feeding them. C. I will provide a place to stay, but it may not be all that nice. I do guarantee you won't get rained on and you'll be protected from mosquitoes. Beyond that, I'm not sure yet. It will not be a little tent on the land, though. Don't worry. Okay, <laughs> what really the fuck is this. it going to be? It, uh, oh, you know what it is? He probably found like a shipping container. <sighs> and he made like a micro house in there. I don't know. Or he just, or he's lying. Yeah. Or, or he's lying. It's not a little tent. I think it hold three people. Call that little. <laughs> we got a circus tent. I don't know. D, you must pay your airfare. I can pick you up at the airport. Hilo would be preferred, but Kona is acceptable if it's a lot cheaper slash easier for you. So you still have to pay for your own airfare. I mean, yeah, sure. It's not like he's this is real employment. Yeah. So so even with the five hundred a month, it's still like operating at a net loss just to come and go. And E. Okay, E. I will ask you to sign a liability waiver since this is dangerous work. I'm sure that'll hold up. Absolutely. I'm sure. You're not my employees, but also I'm not guarantee you any safety. Yeah, you're just a buddy from the internet. God, dude, buddies are the worst. Buddies get you in trouble. There, there'd be so much less trouble if he actually like started a cult. Like if yeah, he, truly, it, like yeah. if through 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 gaslighting and coercion, if he made it so there was no option for these people but to come out. A lot of this would go down a lot more smoothly, I think. Until the end. I just think, like, with just a little more charisma, this dude could have pulled off not the exact same thing that Andrew Tate tried to do, but, like, <laughs> largely what Andrew Tate was, was encouraging his followers to do, which was just, like, like hustle-grind culture to its most, like, illogical extreme. Yeah. Because this dude bought some fucking land. But it wasn't good land. <laughs> yeah, also the nerve of this guy to make that huge land purpose. Like, I can't afford to pay you guys. You know, I, I, I look like I'm sitting on, like, Hawaii money here. <laughs> Jesus. Ugh. I would say he's house poor, but there's no house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, yeah. I will ask that you work five days a week for an average of about six hours per day. What I mean by that is some days, maybe four hours, some days, eight hours, depending on how we feel and what we're doing. The other two days, you're welcome to do whatever you want. So no slackers. Wait a s- <laughs> you're, uh, What's funny is that you're here on a salary. 
you know, you're not here on an hourly rate, so that's fine. Because where would you clock in? You know, your time card would get wet. <laughs> so, I like that he's mandating hours. Uh, taking a look here, 30 times 4, that's 120. I shouldn't need a calculator for that. Uh, 500 divided by 120. Yeah, he's paying them 416, which isn't that much lower than the federal uh, minimum wage at the time. Shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the FBI calls in, delete that. <laughs> Things to keep in mind. A, your romantic thoughts about Hawaii and working in the rainforest are probably wrong. B, this is hard work. C, if you don't like rain, don't come, because we will work in it, otherwise we'll never be working. D, there are bugs. Lots. They don't bother me, but they may bother you. E, you will get hurt. Hopefully this is only a branch to the face or some other minor cuts, but I promise you, you will get hurt. Probably every day. I don't have very many romantic thoughts about working in the rainforest, because I personally don't want typhus. You know what I mean? Like... I, I don't even have very many romantic thoughts about Hawaii. And I know. I just. There's like the whole extra element of this. Yeah. It's just like some like some rich white guy coming in and being like, just like, oh, yeah, no, I know how things should be around here. I'm going to take this place back to take this land back to its intended purpose. Yeah. I just finished reading a book about the great American Dust Bowl. And uh, I can say for a fact that this has never fucking worked. <laughs> Yeah, you you don't just go into a wild land and be like, all right, well, this is obviously not doing anything. Well, it's not doing anything for you. It might not be doing anything for capitalism. But believe you me, that land does something, right? <laughs> this is slowly tipping to where it stops being shame on him and it starts being shame on the people who are like, yeah, I'm down. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Like, it, it's got the, what's that Latin phrase for uh, volunte non sit injuria? It's just if you break into my house and get hurt, you can't sue me for getting hurt on my property because you did this to yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, this person's a, is a jackass, but they've set up the trap. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a little kid, I'm talking like seven or eight, uh, the next street over that had an empty lot. And we just played in the empty lot before a construction site came in. And there was one kid who got real bossy. And was like, all right, mm -hmm. we're going to start digging a hole. We're going to make it a clubhouse. You're going to be here every day after school. And you're going to, uh, you're not going to be on my birthday. That's a day off. And I, <laughs> I was like, no, screw you. I learned <laughs> that at, I learned that at age eight. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's too much. Safety engineer says, Ugh, I would actually be completely gung ho about doing this. If not for my wife and kids. <laughs> I actually think my wife would be totally for it, but we have an eight-year-old and a ten-month-old baby. We did our honeymoon on Kona and loved it. Really never wanted to leave. There you go. So Socratic moron has a, he's hired a local to help him out. Guy uses two machetes at once, which is quite a sight to behold, he said. And I like that just because that's kind of a glimpse of like the type of person who actually lives out in like the jungles of Hawaii and can hack it as in the rainforest, like the type of person. I'm just this cool guy with two uh, two machetes at once, and then him off to the side being like, oh yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. my god. <laughs> also, I love the idea this local doesn't know what the exactly. hell he's doing. He just knows exactly how to scan this guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, two two machetes. I only, I only use one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and a glimpse into what Socratic Moron's uh, living situation is like. He says, since April 21st, I've been staying at a friend's vacation rental in Orchid Land. Uh, I've been utilizing Verizon Mobile Broadband for internet access, which isn't great, but gets the job done. It's about a 30-minute drive to my land from here. So he li- he's a 30-minute drive away from his sustainability place, which... The, uh, the, mm-hmm. That's the funny thing, is that he is that close to civilization. I've got no idea how big the big island is, but like the fact that this is inland and on the big island, it just it doesn't feel like the uh, secluded escape that he thinks it is. Yeah, like, like there's literally like a Home Depot <laughs> and a Costco on the island. Oh my god! It's, it's so his his goal is to make like a goon haven. His goals are always shifting, which is part of me. He wants it to be like a sustainable living place that can function as a yoga retreat and also like a like a resort. That's a part of this that's so interesting. Is like he just doesn't seem to have anything very well planned out or concretely thought about. He's kind of just making it up as he goes. You along. would just think that like seeing. All of the history and culture of the people that already live in Hawaii and the fact that none of them have turned that tract of land into anything other than just wilderness might tell you that maybe that tract of land should just be wilderness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially on like, you know, Hawaiian real estate, as we mentioned earlier, pretty hot like if it was going to be able to be turned into anything it would have it would have been exploited in some form or fashion if there was anything to get there other than just space just one thing that was interesting with mentioning is you know, this takes place now we're in may of 2009 there's a big thing where they argue about like getting gps units and talk about which ones to get because this was right at the point when smartphones were just kind of becoming a thing so it was like that was just i thought a very interesting snapshot this time period where it was just like yeah you had to go out and buy a gps device for this and then specifically talk about which ones would work better in the in the woods or whatever whereas now like i feel like just the, the fact that gps was much right. less common as a concept compared to now is just kind of fascinating yeah. it, that's that's kind of funny because that's like the fact that we have access to so much information and so many like get out of jail free cards because we have our phones uh has made it so hard to create like like modern horror stories because like at any point in time we have a flashlight, we have a way of calling for help. We have a way of getting out because we have a GPS, but this is like right when things started to change. Oh, right. I also like it, that they're going to GPSs to solve this problem when <laughs> it could be, I don't know, compasses. <laughs> like it's, I mean the hundred acres is a lot, but it's not like, Oh, is this where Winnie the Pooh lives? Cause I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> It's Tigger. Oh no. And Eeyore. Oh no. Yeah. The whole gang. She's going to be a recurring character throughout this. She's the oh, first no. of the goon volunteers that that signs up for it. So, I think um, I think Cole, if you could do Mad Little Nerd, because I think I think your voice would be a good fit. I've got my plane ticket booked. So, any goons going out there? I expect a welcoming party at Hilo Airport on June nineteenth. What is up with these people in parties? I don't know. Uh, what is it, a party? It, it's it's like that, that, that's what adults do when they socialize, right? They go out and parties. Right. You know, that's what you do after you get back from the business factory. Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I think it's just like any time that there are beers, that's a party to them. Wow.
think that's a crack more thing. Say we used a chainsaw for the first time. Okay. So first time chainsaw use in the <laughs> jungle. Um, another thing is just to clear out land they get in their four by four. And they, he just goes driving around in the forest, knocking stuff down with his car, <laughs> which looks very fun. I have to admit, maybe it's just my, my Southerness talking there. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a way to do it. It's also a really good way to, I don't know, lose a four by four. Right, exactly that. This feels like I know this feels like he saw like one that once in one scene and lost and was like, I want to do that. And then once they got there, it was like, yeah, we can do the scene like with Hurley when they had the car. I'll be so cool. Oh, yeah. I, I, I had to cut out so much lost talk from this because he, lost was still airing. This was happening. So everyone was just going about, oh, it's just like lost. Oh, is this the smoke monster out there? <laughs> and just like, uh, oh, boy. and so Socratic Moron is just is still recruiting for more people. Here's my favorite little thing, uh, mad little nerd. They're talking about the chickens they're getting here. If, and Cole, if you could. <laughs> And can we name the chickens? I vote for Kelly and Ramstein. <laughs> yeah, and then he says, as long as you don't mind stepping on Kelly's head, snapping her neck, gutting her, pulling out her feathers, and then cooking her. Unless you're a vegetarian, of course. Like, naming a chicken Ramstein is such a late 2000s internet thing. I love that. You know, I, I have to say, it's pretty fucking impressive how hard Ramstein still goes now like they're still putting out like pretty good stuff i haven't listened to them in a while but like i've seen some of their their videos and things like that like they've really kept going so give it give it up uh give it up for those those weird german guys yeah yeah why not uh my little nerd says one of my one of my leaving presents today last day of work was a How to Grow Vegetables book. And as they handed it over, they said, this will come in useful in Hawaii. At least people know where she's going to yeah. go. If she just disappeared and said, hey, I'm going on a trip, um, this very this could have been the last thing anybody, the last time anybody saw her. Also, when, a, a very fun detail is that Madeline Nerd is British, so imagine this is like very rainy, gray British office. And they're like, here's a book <laughs> on growing veg. Good luck. Well, give it up to the British for going to a place that they don't belong and then just annihilating the natural environment. <laughs> it's just in right, their exactly. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and now we get to have some cute animal pictures. The Socratic Boron is, um, he goes, he's, so he goes, work is continuing at a good pace. My girlfriend and I are both yoga teachers and have been pondering a name for the land. What do you think about Namaste? Oh, so creative. Oh, Brilliant. No God. one has ever thought of that. I, my head is going to shoot off my shoulders like a bottle rocket. I know. I can picture exactly the font that that's written in. This is so dumb. <sighs> yeah, this yeah, this is a guy who's not used to having any of his ideas shot. <laughs> but, you know, if we had to pick between, like, the kind of naive earnestness of Namaste Ranch and, like, the modern equivalent of, like, whenever the internet gets together and names something and we call it, like, Bodie McBoatface... Or, like, or, you know, any of those stupid fucking internet names whenever, like, there's, there's like, a poll to name something. Um, I guess I have to go with Namaste Ranch. At least it doesn't sound like it's trying to make somebody laugh. Right, ex- that's what I hate. Like, it, it is unserious specifically because he is taking it very seriously. There's a purity to that. I think I agree. I prefer Namaste Ranch to, I mean, any of the, the meme names, Yeah, like, whenever Matt Gates trends on twitter the next trending topic 
is like rapey McForehead. And it's like, this guy is a fucking monster. And like the collective Uh liberal response to him is just like (laughs) rapey McForehead and then do nothing else. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. well, we called Trump a cheetah. We called him a big orange cheeto. And so now we don't have to actually do anything else about him. (laughs) You know, he was he was building concentration camps while you called him a cheeto. Good work. (laughs) You know, we've all made a big. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so here we have these very cute little pictures of baby chicks. And below that, he goes, uh, My goodness, do baby chicks eat and poop a lot? They're off the heat lamp, but I'm keeping them in the house in a large plastic container for about a week while I build their coop. I then have to evaluate if I'm going to keep them cooped up until they're adults, as there are a lot of mongoose, parentheses, mongooses, mongoose, mongoosei around here, which hunt during the day and love cute little birdies. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> He's raising mongoose food. This is just a fucking nightmare. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm I'm having to like stride the line between acknowledging the the wild nature of of the Hawaiian wilderness without sounding like I'm describing like the savage lands. You know what I mean? But like, this guy is is going to a place where. People should not go, <laughs> especially, I mean, maybe not people, but definitely him, you know, like some dude from Tennessee or whatever probably should not go out and build a society alone or even with somebody British, especially with somebody British. Fuck them. <laughs> it's the kind of terrain that like is only unlocked to you if you grew up and am- if you grew up amongst just hundreds, maybe thousands of years of just intergenerational knowledge about how to properly not just like live in it, but like care for it. You know, have you guys seen, uh, I think I've already mentioned this before, a yellow brick road because I'm getting the vibe of just like going out into the wilderness and then it's the wilderness that drives men mad. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yes, they are cute little birds, and I'm sorry to say that they've probably all been killed and eaten by, uh, if not by people, then by mongooses. Yeah, and also right. my, for you know, biology nerd thing is, is that mongoose are also the problem with them is that they're an invasive species. They were released on the islands, mm-hmm. and then because there were no great brown pre- ground predators for birds on the islands, all the birds are ground nesters. So the mongoose just had free reign and just eat all their eggs. So, so there's a certain irony that he's being preyed on by other island invaders. Well, and then just in case things would get any worse, so he goes, there was a significant amount of wildlife around the stream bed. I didn't see any, but I sure could hear it. Upon further investigation, I found an area that had standing water. I heard what I believe was some sort of bird head in for a bath. And of course, there was plenty of evidence that pigs utilize the stream bed. Can you see the tracks? So there's a stream bed where the pigs are drinking, like congregating as well. So not only do they have wild pigs, the pigs are congregating on his land where the standing water is. Oh, yeah. To call back to a simpler time that uh, one of my favorite things that's ever happened on Twitter was the day that that guy was talking about um, he needs to have automatic weapons because what is he supposed to do if his kids are playing outside and 30 to 40 feral hogs start charging at his property? And a lot of people are like, what are you talking about? But then a whole bunch of other people left and right were talking about living out there, and they were just like, oh, no, 30 to 40 feral hogs is, is an underestimate for 
how insane these packs of wild animals are when they start rushing at you. It, it, you know, it's the people fail to understand that 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 boars, you know, like pogs, uh-huh. they're not like a. It's not a different species. Those are pigs who got loose, and you know, like the pigs that make our food, they get loose, and then. They, they will go feral if they're not taken care of. They will, you know, kind of form these pods. Isn't it like a swath from, like, Minnesota all the way down to Florida that is just, it's just hog country now. It's just boars, right? <laughs> we can't stop here. It's hog <laughs> <Yeah>. country. <laughs> it's the hog man's world. We're just living in it. Yeah. But it was, it was just funny because people are like, oh, yeah, no, just boars. How many boars have I seen? Maybe two in a zoo. And it's like, no, they, they come from somewhere. Like, it's actually like a thing. Another fun bit from Socratic Moron. He had to go buy walkie-talkies. He goes, I bought the expensive ones. Long story short, they're completely useless. <laughs> just, just give me the most expensive one. That means it's the best, right? Because when you're in, in the forest, there's trees and stuff, and that affects like certain radio waves. You have to have like special types of walkie-talkies for that. God, he's in, in over his head. There we go. And there was a bit where he was talking about buying um, a kukri, which is like sort of like a curved short blade, and someone quoted him talking about it. And I brought it up because he was buying it from Cold Steel, which is a <laughs> name that, yes, a name, I'm glad that they made you smile too, because as, as a Southern boy, that name has a lot of uh, nostalgia for me, because those catalogs that they send out are full of what can be like politely described as like mall ninja tier weapons like if you're a teenager and you want to get like a shuriken or like a hatchet or whatever in the mail that's where you get it from and they're all stamped metal and horrible and way overpriced for what they are but still like just cheap enough for a teenager so they are very uh that was just very again just showing how completely unprepared he is he's just buying it from the same place that that like you might buy a ninja star for your like your cosplay when you're a teenager it's just display stuff like oh god uh, yeah that i mean i say this as someone who does not own a sword, that Maul Ninja shit is some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen. Because it is, like, truly, unabashedly, it is exactly what it wants it to be. It, they, it's just cool guy shit <laughs> for people who can't afford actual cool guy shit. I love it. Big fan. I'm glad you mentioned that, because uh, if you wanted to take, like, a quick intermission... I, I wanted to show you just like the beginning of, of the Cold Steel video advertising the Gurkha Kukri Sanmai 3, which is the one that he was going to buy, just because these things always brighten up my day whenever I watch one, and this was an especially good one. A lot of people don't understand that a properly designed Kukri will stab as well as it cuts. Our Gurkha Kukri is properly designed, let me assure you. Hear those ribs break? Effortless penetration. The other cool thing about a kukri is you don't always have to make huge cuts. I can just flick with my wrist like that and make huge cuts. Look at this. I want the camera to see that. That's a flick of my wrist. Hey, all kukris aren't made the same. And for uh, for people uh, just listening to us, uh, he, he's pulled up a YouTube video and I can clearly see that all of his suggested videos on the uh, right hand of the screen are just uh, Jordan Peterson and, and far right nationalist stuff. So that's, that's who you're getting your podcast from folks. <laughs> it's flat earth 
It's actually concave earth. <laughs> uh, Cole, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Anywhere we can go to, to listen to more of your stuff? Yeah, I do a bunch of podcasts. They're all listed over at the website duckfeed.tv. That's the name of the network, uh, primarily about video games, but we do other stuff. Uh, if you've heard about us or you want to know our biggest shows, we do have uh, Watch Out for Fireballs. It's a good games club kind of thing. Um, and we have a show that's all about the Dark Souls series that just passed its 10-year anniversary. Um, that is uh, Bonfireside Chat. Uh, so, yeah, check it out. Thank you very much for having me on, too. All right, folks, it looks like we got a little ahead of ourselves on this one. This is actually going to be a two-parter. So if you catch us next week, we will have even more of uh, myself, Jay, and Cole talking about uh, the Samadhi Village story. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out anything more about us, you can follow us at IFTIPod uh, on Twitter. And you can also follow me at uh, at Winslow Dumain on Twitter, and I'm at Calculations on Instagram. I also have the uh, Mayor Silent, the Mayor of Silent Hill Twitter that's going, and I'm actually, I mean, it's too late now, but I did, uh, by the time you hear this, I just gave away uh, a free copy of the uh, soundtrack of Silent Hill 2 on vinyl. I'm starting to do a little few giveaways now that I have so many followers. Um, and we also have the Uncle Picture pod, uh, the Uncle Picture Twitter account, which is just tweeting a random weird picture uh, every hour. You can give us a follow there. And of course, if you DM me uh, on my on Twitter, on my personal Twitter, um, I the offer is still open. If you want to see any weird thing that I have in my house, uh, I will send you a picture of something that I have. From the Internet is created by Jay Brandstetter and Winslow Domain. Edited by Steve Brown. Music by Steve Isbrook. I have a bolt that I took from Reactor 5 of Chernobyl. <laughs>